0: You're listening to What She Said with Candace Sampson, a podcast for Canadian women about Canadian women. A mansplaining free zone, What She Said is here to empower, educate, and entertain you. Reputations of great cities often precede the visit, which can sometimes taint expectations. Paris is a great example of this. Ahead of my visit, I expected to find root people everywhere, but my experience couldn't have been further from it. Perhaps it was because our visit was during the World Cup win, but I found Parisians to be a friendly and funny people. That being said, I'm human and shaking old habits are hard, so before a recent visit to Miami, I had expectations of fast cars, hard bodies, and high fashion. It felt like a style over substance destination to me, and to be honest, it carried a bit of an intimidation factor as well. But while style is definitely front and center in Miami, it's also loaded with substance. Greater Miami is rich in culture, experiences, and nature. I knew I wasn't the only one to be surprised to find so much to see and do in Miami, so I invited two of the travel writers I spent the week with there to help me break it down for you. Karen Doradea has a job we'd all kill for. As the restaurant reviewer for The Daily Hive, Karen spends her time testing the best restaurants in Toronto and around the globe. Rosie Fitzgerald is the special features editor at the award-winning travel magazine Wanderlust in the United Kingdom. She is also the co-host with Lynn Hughes of Wanderlust's Off the Page podcast. Over the next half hour, we break down what surprised us in Miami, what we love the most, and we hatched a plan for a reunion. If you're planning a trip to Miami, pack away your preconceived notions for this podcast and be sure to take note of the incredible things there are to see and do in Greater Miami. Karen and Rosie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, Scheduling an interview with travel writers, I have learned, is impossible. (laughs) Everybody's always on the go. Uh, But we were together in Miami uh, in May, and it was an incredible trip. And I really wanted to bring us together to discuss it, because I think that people have a lot of misconceptions
1: about Miami. Would you agree with that? I think I immediately, as soon as I got there, was... uh, really pleasantly surprised with how friendly everyone was in my head it's a super glam place and maybe a bit kind of uh, flash and you know snooty but it's not that at all everyone's super friendly super smiley super approachable so I think you know people in Miami are real characters and, and really kind of keen to have a conversation and, and talk to you which I to be honest wasn't expecting um at all from you know you see the glitz and the glamour and yeah yeah, that's completely wrong because it is a super friendly place to be.
2: I agree with Rosie. I um, I don't know what to expect, but I was a little intimidated. You know, when I was told Miami, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, what do I wear? How do I look? How do I come across? <laughs> like, I mean, overall, it was it was really great. Everyone was super kind, really attentive, really. I mean, you know, ca- for Canadians, we're like, oh, the US, like it might be a little a little scary. You never know who you're gonna run into. But it was just it was really great. it was really refreshing to to go down there and and also get some sun, so it was great
0: yeah, you know i going down i have i thought okay, hard bodies super <laughs> amazing fashion on women uh, you know um, expensive expensive super expensive shopping and I thought. I am a card-carrying gap girl <laughs> who has a 10 p.m. hard stop. What is in Miami for me? Yeah. And so I was surprised because my, my, I only had had experience driving through Miami on my way to the Florida Keys, which is a very laid-back uh, space, the Keys, And I just thought Miami was fast cars, you know, all of those things, those misconceptions Mm -hmm. we had. And we were all sort of pleasantly surprised about that. So let's kind of jump into the your favorite parts of it. Uh, Karen, what was your favorite part? I think it's probably food, but (laughs) because that's what you write (laughs) about.
2: But were there other things on top of that? Um, I'm really uh, kind of like a... uh, a nightlife kind of girl so i loved going down to uh south beach and and strolling down the by the art deco buildings and it i mean again it's just full of life it's so uh refreshing to go down there so i would say that part of the trip was by far one of my favorites and we got to to stop by Time Out Marketplace too and and try some of their food. So again, I don't want to go into the food aspect, but that was just like the highlight of everything for me.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have to pick up on the Art Deco tour as well. It's just incredible. I think they've got 850 buildings under preservation there. And our tour guide was brilliant. He was really funny, super knowledgeable, and just the kind of, the buildings are almost characters in themselves. The kind of things that went on there, and we learned about the kind of illegal gambling that took place and the mafia input. So yeah, super interesting to see them. But I think what really stood out for me on the trip was was the nature side of things as well. Which you know is just on on the city's doorstep, and you don't really put that together. I think Karen, uh, we were together in the kayak on Biscayne Bay, um at Deering Estate. And I remember we are kind of just terrified because <laughs> there's birds jumping out of the trees and making us jump and, you know, the possibility of manatees popping up and crocodiles. So to have that real wildlife um, right on on the doorstep of a city is is incredible as well. So, yeah, that was a definite highlight for me.
0: I want to talk a little bit more about that Art Deco area because I was... Pleasantly surprised that in a city that is constantly changing, you know, the, like they say, the skyline changes every six months in Miami. I was really surprised to hear that these buildings are protected that they can't be, uh, you know, raised to the ground and a high-rise put up in what would be considered, you know, let's face it, it's America. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, land of capitalism and construction, uh, that there's not high-rises going up in this space. So it was so nice to see these buildings protected uh, and kept really even inside to their original uh, design Mm. and decor. The inside of some of these buildings were just... um, Museum pieces, really? Did you find that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like with the big murals, the few yeah. kind of rare murals that were left over. Um, yeah, just just extraordinary, and all the tiles and, and the mosaics. Yeah, uh, super interesting to go inside as well. And I think that's why it's worth going on a, a tour, right? You're not just kind of seeing these from the outside, but you're learning the stories of them and, and getting to look inside them as well. Which, yeah, it's great. When you set
0: out on this trip, were you? Um, you know, we had just obviously all around the world to come out of this pandemic. And so this was sort of our first real trip out into the world again. Did you personally have some expectations on how, like has your feelings towards travel shifted through the pandemic? Were there things that you thought should happen?
2: Um, I would say I was a little nervous going on this trip. Uh, not knowing what to expect, you know, um, of course, Canada is uh, way different than the U.S. and how um, Mm -hmm. we handle things. And I'm sure it's the same in the U.K. Um, We, uh, I, I didn't, I I expected it to be a little um, lenient and a little more, um, I don't know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I felt comfortable traveling in Miami. I felt comfortable for once kind of like, it's like a different world. I didn't know um, what to expect, but going in, it was just for once, I felt comfortable that like, okay, we're out and about, we don't have to worry about wearing masks and we don't have to worry about anything else really Um, here in Canada. We're we're always wearing our masks and, and making sure we're up to date with our vaccines and things like that. So, I mean, it was just like stepping into another world. Um, and after that, I mean, I traveled again. And um, I I feel like we're, we're one step going closer to uh, going back to a new normal.
1: Yeah. I think for me, I found it. It was way less stressful and, more, and easier than I thought it would be, you know, because you're worrying about your documents and have you got your vaccine certificate and, you know, your test. I think they've now dropped the test as well for the US. So you don't need a test to get in anymore. But but I think, you know, it's just getting used to this new normal, as you said, Karen. And I think those e- those extra documents and those extra things you have to make sure you have oh, yeah. just becomes as normal as, you know, remembering to pick up your passport. So I think once you've done it once, it's it's fine and it's easy and, and you realise it is possible and, and all this is kind of accept- Accessible and, and waiting to be explored
0: yeah I think uh, I went down you know full-on I'm gonna wear my mask the whole time <laughs> and you know I because I I am a conditioned Canadian I will wear my mask everywhere <laughs> I will t- do what I'm told to do and uh and it was funny how easily I slipped into not wearing a mask yeah uh, mm-hmm. there you know you you tend to run with mm-hmm. the crowd um and I felt I did feel comfortable for the most part because most of our activities were outdoors. So there was lots of fresh air. I will say I had one moment of, of sort of sheer panic uh, mm. when we were doing our Art Deco tour and we walked into that one lobby <laughs> Uh, to see it. And then immediately following us, there was a group of like 25, 30 people. I thought I am out of here. I cannot do this. I'm not ready for (laughs) this. It's too much too soon. I need to get out. So I ran, you know, I sort of stepped outside, but that was about it for me. And it was a nice little jumping point into travel again, because I went away again a couple of weeks later and was so much more comfortable with Mm -hmm. that. So if somebody hasn't traveled, I would say, um, you know, that, uh, don't be too nervous about it. Um, because mm-hmm. you do find that comfort, you know, don't let your anxiety get away with you. You will find the comfort again,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, being out in public. Um, the other emphasis of our trip was really on sort of the sustainability of it all. Uh, did any of that surprise you?
1: Yeah, I think we hear it kind of as a bit of a buzzword these days, don't we? Sustainable this and, you know, sustainable that. And uh, a lot of places, maybe they don't have the kind of uh, things to back that up. But, um, yeah, I think they do take sustainable say, sustainability seriously in Miami. Uh, Fairchild Tropical Botanic Garden was a great example, I thought, of how they're, you know, really trying to raise awareness of the importance of, you know, plants and um, having this kind of uh, biodiversity there. Um, And I love what they're doing with the, I can't remember what it's called, the Million Orchid Project, where they're planting all the the orchids and rewilding those. So, yeah, that was super good to see. And then some of the places we stayed in as well, their sustainability initiatives seemed genuine and and seemed like they were, you know, um, walking the walk as well as talking the talk, which is great to see.
0: Yeah, it's funny that I I described um, Fairchild as like doing IVF for orchids. Uh, (laughs) I didn't realize how hard it was for orchids to grow in the wild. And because they've been so picked over through the years as people move there, um, to be honest, I, I feel like a bit of a dummy I really wasn't sure how orchids ever grew in the mm-hmm. wild. I'd only ever seen them in stores to purchase. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really <laughs> sure how that all worked. Uh, so it was really cool to see that. But what was really kind of neat, and I have to say, I a little bit nerded out on it, was that NASA project they were working on at Fairchild. Did you?
1: Yeah. Was I the only one or did you find <laughs> that really neat too? No, it's super cool. And I love that they're getting kind of kids involved in that as well and schools involved in, you know, doing the research there and, and seeing which plants grow well in, on Mars, right? With the, was it the bok choy that does particularly well? Yeah, super fascinating. Yeah, bok choy does do well that. in space. In case anybody's wondering,
0: bok choy <laughs> thrives in space. That,
1: that's what we'll be uh, living on if we all move to Mars.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was neat because I think from an environmental aspect, the way that they're uh, teaching by engaging and also driving home a very subtle point that, you know, we need to make Earth, we need to keep Earth, because if we can, if we can only grow bok choy in space, <laughs> we don't have a lots, lots of choices for what we do
1: up there, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, super amazing what they're doing there. And I think sustainability has been at its heart since it started and yeah just great to see that kind of story continuing really and and all those uh wonderful the rainforest in particular was amazing right The the kind of rainforest within the national park uh within the uh botanical garden just like this the huge butterflies, space oh the oh no no
0: the, the rainforest, rainforest oh, there's so yeah. much to do i was thinking butterflies but you're right it's huge so yeah much, right
1: with the the walk through there with all the mist and um yeah it was super the cooling and yeah. yeah a great kind of <laughs> Jungle environment in the middle of there, which is amazing. But the Butterfly Park also such a highlight. so beautiful.
0: And, and we can't forget about the uh, Chuhili? Chuhili? Am I saying that right? I'm saying it wrong. I'm sure I'm butchering his name. Chuhili, Chuhili uh glass sculptures.
1: Oh, yeah. They were really cool.
0: <laughs> I was blown away by those. They were so intricate and detailed, and they just seemed like part of the landscape, the way they... Mm had done it. It was just, um, beautiful. And I'm not really an artsy fartsy person, but I really did, uh, like that. Um, Karen, did you have a favorite uh, part of Fairchild that you would really recommend people go see or, or did you like all of it?
2: Um, I mean, I going into Miami, I, I don't know, maybe I'm out of the loop, but I didn't expect to be so, um, Uh, uh, an emphasis on greenery and and nature and it was just stunning Um, the butterfly exhibit as well and and getting to see um, that they uh, how much they care for them their instructors are very um, knowledgeable and it's like they live their life for that really Um, so yeah maybe I was out of the loop with Miami and how sustainable they are but um, also, the, as Rosie mentioned a little, the, um, the hotel that we stayed at, the Palms Hotel and Spa, um, that was really great to even just stay in and experience. Um, I, I could be wrong. I don't think here in Canada, we have something as sustainable as that, or at least um, a hotel that offers that kind of um, experience. But um, that was stunning, as well as the views. <laughs> I mean I can't you can't go wrong with yeah, that right amazing. waking up to that beautiful sunset <laughs> or sunrise
0: <laughs> location 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 right like it's it's yeah. perfection it's on the beach but I wrote about this um in, on my article and saying you know um I think that we have this idea in our head that when we trade uh, sustainability for amenities mm. we're going to lose something but I didn't feel that I was robbed of any experience there that I would have got anywhere else
1: no Um, it felt like a super just felt like a treat right it was super luxurious like like Karen said the views amazing the rooms are beautiful so I think both can definitely work together you can have that luxury and you can have you know that sustainability as as well you don't have to give one up to have the other and I think they've done a really good job of, of proving how well that can work
0: yeah. And I think Karen probably will attest to this and she's the foodie expert here uh, is that their menu was, was sustainable as well, right down to the food they serve in the restaurants. They focus on sustainability.
2: Yeah. Um, each, I mean, waking up with their, with their breakfast options too at the, the Palms, um, was really great. I, I still am dreaming about Zitsum's and their food offerings there too. Oh my gosh, it was so great!
0: <laughs> yeah, let's let's just let's just. I'm switch sorry, we're gonna bring it in here, yeah. Because
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, we have to talk about Zitsum because I have eat i've I've dined all over the world. I've had meals in Bora Bora and Paris and Rome, and <laughs> Zitsum is in the top five for me for one of the best Mm -hmm. meals I've ever had
1: yeah agreed it was just the flavor in every single dish was like you didn't want it to run out (laughs) we we basically ordered the whole menu didn't we (laughs) we had a little bit of everything going on and every single thing that we ate was just incredible so good so fresh
0: one of the perks of traveling with a press group is that you get that luxury of you get everybody to order off the menu we were able to order everything <laughs> but if you're traveling alone uh you know was was there something there you would recommend people
1: couldn't miss yeah it was so good the prawn noodles were just so good and there were so many of them and you know when you know you're full but you can't stop eating <laughs> you have to keep doing it. yeah it was just like this bottomless bowl of of prawn and garlic and chili and noodles and it was ah so good yeah probably the best noodle dish I've ever had
2: <laughs> I think four of us yeah I think four of us ordered the same thing <laughs> we're like oh what did you get oh I got the the shrimp and noodles oh I did too yeah um but their menu changes every day right so they have something something different mm-hmm. which is really cool uh so I mean you never know what you're gonna get but there was also this um mushroom dish I believe it was like a mushroom Mm, Um, mushroom
0: bun oh Oh, yes the mushroom
2: bun that was so good I
0: can't stop thinking about it I cannot (laughs) stop thinking about that mushroom bun I like I I know they change their their menu daily but I hope that they keep that as a as an everyday thing it was so incredible and the wagyu beef was I had the wagyu beef and it was it was amazing so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so much good there. Okay. We can't spend all of our time on <laughs> um if we'd like to. There were there were other good restaurants there. Uh, you know, I really thought Time Out Marketplace was a great concept. Um, and that is down in the Art Deco uh area. So I think everybody should check that out. I really loved how there was no mm-hmm. big players in there. You know, it was all sort of individual, mom and pop, um dining experiences in one hall. Uh, So I really liked that there was no sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. McDonald's or, you know, (laughs) hanging out there. It was, you were going to get really good food. Um, And I would obviously, I cannot say enough about those shakes. I thought they were exaggerating when they said they were the best shakes you were ever going to (laughs) have. Those were the best shakes.
1: (laughs) Did you have one? No, I wish I had now. They were like boozy shakes, right?
0: Well, they had boozy Mm. and non-boozy and I... (laughs) clearly boozy (laughs) (laughs) because but but there were non-boozy options as well but I thought they were great what would you recommend in
1: in uh, that haul oh I had the sushi which was really nice actually it's like super fresh. I can't remember the name of the, uh, the actual outlet who are doing it now. But yeah, just like super cute little little sushi uh, stall with, with lots of nice fresh things there. So that's what I went for. And yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs>
2: I, um, w- what the great thing is about Timeout Marketplace is that there's a little bit of everything for everybody. So if you want something super healthy, you can. You'll find that there. If you want something that's more comfort food, and burgers, fries, shakes, you'll find that there too. Mm-hmm. I actually ordered um, Japanese curry, uh, and it was my first time actually trying it. And it's like trying Japanese curry in Miami. You know, like <laughs> there's other <laughs> things, but I the smell was enticing. I I just had to go for it and. It was beautifully plated uh, with, chicken, with chicken katsu um, so it's like a fried chicken cutlet um, and I, they also have like a bar in the middle of uh, the marketplace so then you could also order a separate drink if you wanted just a cocktail whatever it is um, so yeah that's what I ordered it was really great and it was my first time trying it and I loved it I keep ordering it now that I'm in Toronto I'm like I need to order some yes, it, was great. <laughs> it was so good I've never even heard of it to tell you the truth. I didn't realize that was a
0: thing. Um, so that's the beauty of travel, right? It expands your mind every time you go somewhere. Um, and, and there was the we had the dinner the first night at is it Osteria Osteria Marini? Am I yeah. am I right on that?
1: Yeah, the plas- pasta place.
0: Yeah, and that um, w- has a real focus on sort of Tuscan. Cuisine and and it was it was quite good, but I really liked the vibe there. I thought the vibe Mm. was really um, nice there. It was just very uh, chill. Although uh, the whole city actually is more chill than I thought.
1: Yeah, definitely. Everyone's super laid back, aren't they? And you know, no one's ever in a rush, and everyone's got time. (laughs) And um, yeah, much more relaxing and, and slower pace than I thought it would be. Being a big you know, what you think Miami would be like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we, I mean, we'd be crazy to not acknowledge the weather there. I mean, how can you not be happy and relaxed in a place that has sunshine like that? Uh, we mm-hmm. didn't have a cloudy day or rain the entire time we were there. Um, uh, but it is hot. So people should definitely brace for that. <laughs> uh, and that, you know, it was funny because my very next trip was to the desert. So oh my it gosh. was- I I don't know which one I would choose: heat with humidity (laughs) or heat without. Yeah, (laughs) they they both perks to both of them,
1: Uh, you know. uh, But I mean,
0: I will say uh, one of I think it was one of the. reps that we had with us on our trip said you know your skin in the humidity Mm -hmm. is always looking good so I will say I had fantastic
2: (laughs) skin all
1: week
0: (laughs) not so much in the desert but in Miami (laughs) Uh, it it, it was good um so when you wrote your articles um was there anything you pulled in that you really wanted
1: uh would-be travelers to know about Miami um I think my main kind of thing that i i experienced and i'd urge other people to do is just to not judge it by by its front cover not judge it by its glitz and glamour and go and spend time and spend you know enough time to go and see the more authentic side um some of the food places we've mentioned Schneble's winery we haven't mentioned that that's brilliant uh coral castle it's just like a whole beautiful story in itself and there's all these parts of it and it just it is such a a culturally rich place really and i think you know you'd it would be doing it a disservice to dismiss it just as you know a, a beach destination and a sun and sand destination because there is a lot more there beneath that initial surface as well
0: yeah it's a it's important to note note that it's miami beach and surrounding area mm-hmm. and there's a lot to see there and so you mentioned schneblees which blew my mind um <laughs> Maybe I was just relaxed and chill because I was on vacation, but I thought that wine was incredible. The
1: wine was so I really good. liked
0: the the avo is it the avo wine which was avo made with vino. avocados. Yeah. It was so good. And then I really really loved the story behind Robert is here. I don't know if you guys did any investigation afterwards, but I went and looked up the story behind Robert is here, which is a fruit and vegetable stand uh near Schnepfle's and um the story behind it is that when Robert was six years old, his father actually put him on a street corner to sell uh, some vegetables and people couldn't find him. So he put a big sign up that said, Robert is here. <laughs> and that's been like Aww. that now for some 60 years. But what I really loved was that Robert was there. He I have really a picture was. with him. I have the receipts. <laughs> the man is still there working side by side with his employees, which is incredible. Um, but also I think it's a, it's a great place to stop because – the just vast array of different honeys that he had on hand, uh, and different preserves, you should really stop, uh, make a point of going there um, to stock up to bring stuff home. Mm-hmm. I know that I did my suitcase was almost almost coming <laughs> home <laughs> Because of what I put in there. Karen, what did you think of, of Robert is here? Uh, you know, because there was unique fruits and
2: vegetables as well. Oh my God. Yeah. There was a ton. They had at the very back as well. um, They had like a little like animal farm and you could see like the, all the children, the families in the back having fun. Um, But I actually stopped and grabbed a a milkshake there. Um, I think you guys were already in the van and I was waiting for my milkshake. I needed to get it because they had a bunch of different flavors, a bunch of different um, like fruits, uh, fruit offerings there. It was it was fun. It was fun to explore, and and something that I would I wouldn't have heard about if it wasn't, you know, for this press trip. And it was really cool. I loved it.
0: Yeah, just a good reminder to get off the beaten path and look outside of what you would typically uh, look at when you travel. Um, just mm-hmm. a really excellent reminder of that. So, um, so when you go back, I know that I'm planning to go back, and. <laughs> And the beauty of this for us, Rosie—not so much for you—but the beauty of this for Karen and I is, if we wanted, we could drive it. Uh, you know, <laughs> if we <laughs> really wanted so much, to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but what would you want to do uh, when you returned? Where, where is there somewhere you'd want to linger a little longer, or something you think you missed on this trip?
1: Um. For me, I think just more of an exploration of the Everglades. Uh, We did a short kind of day trip there where we went on an airboat, but I was speaking to uh, the sustainability director at the Palm Springs Hotel. And she was saying if you kind of go when it's not so hot and you can get out and hike in the the Everglades there and go out on a kayak and get super close to those wild alligators. So I think I definitely do a few more days there and, and getting out really in the wild and uh, and seeing what so we So you're a bit of a daredevil. Is this what you're telling us? That you would get close, well. to, the, you would get close to the
0: alligators?
1: Um, yeah, I'm sure Karen would disagree. She saw me, what I was like in the kayak at Biscay Bay. I was like, oh no, <laughs> can't go close to those mangroves. We don't know what's well, going out of here's them. Here's a fun fact. I already thought that uh, Florida had alligators.
0: They actually have saltwater crocodiles too. Those are scary.
1: Yeah. I mean, and you speak to the people in Miami and they're just kind of super blase about them. Like, oh, yeah, they won't <laughs> hurt you. They're just like doing their thing. And yeah, for people who've never seen them before, it's it's a whole different story. So, um, but no. And I think that's a good thing about travel, right? Like when we went uh, to Biscayne Bay on the kayaks, that was our first day. Mm-hmm. So we were super nervous and still getting into it. And I think the beauty of staying somewhere longer is you really relax into it and I mean, I find I do get braver the, the longer I'm in a place and more, you know, uh, ready to kind of embrace <laughs> the the adventure. Yeah. The further on you're there. Karen, what about you? Is
0: there somewhere you would have preferred to linger a little longer or somewhere you would like to go back
2: to? Um, I think I would really stay on, on, um, oh my gosh, what was it called? It was right after we went to the Museum of Illusions, um, it was that strip with uh, shopping. And oh,
0: the Lincoln Mall, Lincoln Road, Lincoln Mall. <laughs> yeah, call me basic.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but no, I wanted to shop some more.
0: Well, we're Canadian, so our malls are like inside and they're boring. And this was outside with palm trees and beautiful. Like just strolling along mm-hmm. there was really nice. Yeah. And there's one other place I do want to mention that we sort of wrapped up our trip there. That was ideal. Is the Selina. I thought that was just this beautiful little yeah. oasis right in the heart of the city, in the brickle, as they call it. Um, and did you have the same feeling about the Selena? I just thought it was picture perfect.
1: Yeah, it was so beautiful. It was. It was like something out of a fairy tale. It's just, <laughs> you know, the pastel colors of the buildings. And um, yeah, it is, like you said, like a little oasis. It's just dropped in there and super relaxed, super chill, super peaceful, and just a really nice place. I mean, I'd stay there in a heartbeat. So I'd do anything to get by that pool with the pink, the pink sun loungers and all the flamingos. So yeah, super fun, super cute. And yeah, that was definitely a, a good spot. It's Yeah. The Instagram pictures,
0: the Instagram (laughs) pictures spoke for themselves there, you know, flamingo tiles on the floor in the bathroom and pink decor everywhere. These classic pool uh, loungers. Uh, It was really, and then once you walked in, you no longer knew that you were in the city. It was, very mm-hmm. peaceful and calm uh, in that small place, it did remind me a little bit of the florida keys actually the The wood buildings and the structures uh, for the rooms felt like the keys to me all right we're going to wrap this up then. so if anybody's listening and they're they're ready to go to Miami, they're thinking about planning to go to miami um, Let's share our top three must-dos in Miami. We'll start with Rosie, only because she's furthest away in the United Kingdom. So we'll just <laughs> we'll give her the floor for, first.
1: I think definitely the Art Deco Tour is an absolute must. Um, you know, the stories that come out of there and, and the the buildings are just beautiful. Um, Deering Estate as well, got some interesting stories. Secret Wine Cellar, great for kayaking in the Bay, which is what we did there. Um, and then I think I'm going to have to say Fairchild's Botanical Garden. It really was beautiful. I could have spent all day long there and um, just wandering around and, and looking at all the beautiful, uh, trees and, and plants. All right, Karen, you're up.
2: Okay. I'm going to say, of course, explore Lincoln Road. I'm giving them a big shout out because I love the area. <laughs> um, definitely check out the Museum of Illusions if you are with a group of people, Best photos you can take. I, I know we took some really interesting ones, um, and I, yeah, I'm gonna say Fairchild as well. It was really great to just be outdoors and and to explore. It was gorgeous.
0: Okay, I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna say for me, I would specifically go back to Miami for Zitsum. I'm not kidding. It would take a one week <laughs> holiday to go down for Zitsum. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, I'll join you. <laughs> Let's do it. Reunion tour. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) the art deco for me was amazing. And I really wish that we had more time to linger on the beach. Um, We really didn't have the time for that. It was a press Mm -hmm. trip. So of course we're seeing as much as we can. Uh, So not a lot of relaxation time, which is understandable. So I would like to linger on the beach a little bit more. And there was a beautiful um, like boardwalk or pathway that you could explore by bike or roller skates or, you know, just even walking that I really would have liked to do more of. And uh, finally, I really did love um, the Fairchild. I thought that was amazing. And it's not like me to seek out a place like that, Uh, you know, gardens. It it seems, you know, I I wouldn't normally look for that, Mm -hmm. but this place was so unique with the butterfly gardens, the artwork, uh, the rainforest, the orchids, the NASA project, Um, there's just so much to see there. I think you almost have to put it definitely on your list of things to see and do in Miami. So we think we covered it all. I think we got it all. (laughs) We got everything. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Thanks so much. I really do hope that our paths cross again on another um, press trip uh, or travel opportunity. Uh, It's worth noting that, you know, not all press trips uh, go so smoothly uh, with personalities. And we ended up with such a lovely group. Um, I only have two of you here, but we did have people, we had a travel writer from Germany. Uh, we had writers from all over uh, the US. And so it was just a great, uh, a great experience. So thank you so much for coming on and, and joining me today. Um, we're just going to close it out then if you could please uh, let my listeners know where they can find you
1: and more of your travel writing. Check in first. So, I write for Wanderlust magazine. Um, so, the best way to find us is at wanderlustmagazine.com, and you'll find lots of articles and inspiration from all over the world there. And where are you, where are you on Instagram, Rosie? Uh, Instagram is just at Rosie Fitzgerald. So, nice and easy.
2: <laughs> Excellent. All right, Karen. Um, I write for Daily Hive, so you can find me, any of my written articles on dailyhive.com dish section uh, where I I write everything to do with food and restaurants. Um, You can also find me on uh, Instagram at Karen Doradea. and we also have our Daily Hive Twitter, which is at Daily Hive T-E-O
0: it's worth noting that karen probably has the best job in the world um, (laughs) since she gets to taste food almost daily i would think uh, with all the amazing restaurants out there opening in toronto so we're a little jealous of karen's job but we like her anyway
1: (laughs) i might have to unfollow you on instagram karen (laughs) i can't deal with your instagram stories (laughs) so we're
0: gonna put the links up or i will put the links up in the liner notes of this podcast and thanks for joining me ladies